Welcome back to another episode of NBA at the Bar with your host, T.A. and G. Money, bringing you all the highlights, talking mess, and all the plays you shouldn't have missed. What's up, everybody? This is NBA at the Bar, and we're your host. I'm T.A. And this is G. Money. And we are brought to you by ATB Media Network. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I'm super fired up, super excited. We just got finished with the first NBA in-season tournament. It was absolutely phenomenal. Our Lakers absolutely crushed it, and we're here to celebrate. Like I told you, ladies and gentlemen, uh oh, we've saved this for this night right here. When the championship is done, we're going to pop this NBA-branded VSOP Hennessy bottle. And guess what? I got my man G-Money here. I'm going to drink yak today. Yes. <laughs> ain't no ain't no scotch. He's drinking the yak. So yes. I'm fired up about that. And before we get started, ladies and gentlemen, do me a quick favor. I need you to like, I need you to download, and I need you to subscribe for me. So with that being said, let's go and pop, pop this bottle, G-Money. Yes, yes, indeed. The, yes. the victory chalice. The victory. Now, no matter who was going to win this bad boy, we was going to pop this <laughs> yes, today. we were going to win. But it's no a matter very what. special popping for tonight because the Lakers, as you all know, we are from Los Angeles, California. And no, so we, we grew up on the Lakers, love the Lakers, and we are super excited for the Lakers and for my man LeBron James to add another trophy to the Alter. Yes, indeedy. Well, on that note, man, we'd go ahead and ching my glass because I'm already ready to sip. Boom. Boom. So let, let's talk about this. We, we got a chance to watch this game together and got a chance to, to see the Lakers pull it out. And there were some nervous moments. But before we talk specifically about this game, what was your overall view now that we've had an opportunity to see the entire tournament um, together? You know, I, I I would say Silverman, right? It, 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 that that's that's the commissioner's <laughs> name. I got it right this time. <laughs> Hallelujah! <laughs> so I think that they just put on a phenomenal show. I was like many was very skeptical. Talked about it in previous episodes, like ah, this is a little gimmicky, so on and so forth. But you know, with each round, kind of you know, going a pass from the, from the preliminaries to the official knockout rounds, it just got more and more exciting. It made you feel like this was almost like a, a NCAA tournament vibe mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And I love that. That is something that has not existed in the NBA. And they took like the, just the pure basketball lovers of it. This is not for the championship, the finality, but this created that vibe mm-hmm. of, the NCAA tournament, and I, I didn't think that you would see that in the pros, and it was just, it was amazing. I loved it. I loved it. I loved everything from the different uniforms to the different courts. I mean, they they really put all the pageantry and bows and whistles and, and, and around it, and I'm like, well, go on. All right, NBA, you got something here. You know, what I love about it is they actually delivered on what their vision was. Yeah. You know, and and, and some of the intangibles that the tournament brought were, for example, bringing out stars that were kind of hidden from the public before. You got to remember Halliburton, who became a star in in, in this tournament. He didn't have a great uh, final game, the championship game, but overall, 
he became a star right in front of our eyes. This was an individual that never had a nationally televised game in his four year up to this point in his three and a half, four year career had never been on TNT. had never had a national right. uh, game. Uh, and Hell, people, they talked about him for two days after for two days straight after beating Milwaukee. Correct. And, and, and I love that. I love that we saw teams that, that might not make the playoffs, but sit over here and fought to get into this tournament and get into the knockout rounds like the Knicks. Mm. I think the Kings are right Sacramento there to get into Kings. the playoffs. Yeah. But, but I really love the Knicks getting in there and getting into the mix, the Pelicans getting in there and getting to the, into the mix because those players, those are teams that are burgeoning and they have players that are up and coming. And so they need that seasoning. They need to feel these big time moments to get to the next level. And I believe this tournament uh, provided that. Absolutely. So overall, just like you said, the, the courts looking gorgeous. I actually thought the courts looked weird. But when you when you got a chance to sit back and you got a, a greater understanding of what the representation was, it had to look different than what the regular season because yes. this is completely different. It the is. jerseys, the uniforms had to look different. I love the uniforms. Um, they made it more city centric. So I think the NBA just did a phenomenal yeah, job. They overall. hit it out the park. You know, giving an analogy to it to an other another sport in terms of baseball, they hit a home run with this. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you just highlighted something that I wasn't even going to talk about. The the exposure that it gave to the the marginal to, you know, up and coming superstars really gets highlighted in what we saw. Because now, so if I'm a, a guy who plays for the Orlando Magic or the Portland Trailblazers or something like that, if next year I want to get on that stage because now I'm going to be on primetime television and if I'm able to get to Vegas, you know what? They're going to talk about me, too. And mm-hmm. that breeds a lot of a different level of competition within the league. Mm-hmm. So on all accounts, you know, you just got to say bravo. Bravo, commission. But you know what I love the most is the urgency that it brought to the game. Because, again, in this first half of the season – it's just no urgency. These season, 82 game long seasons are long seasons, just like baseball. When you're talking about 140 games or whatever it yeah, is, that ridiculous 82 games is a lot of games to play. And so the first half of that season did lack, or it definitely lacked urgency. And what this did is bring in a sense of urgency. The second half is already built in because people are trying to make the playoffs. But in this first half, it wasn't there in the past. And so they cared. They cared. They cared. And so, again, being a a previous ball boy, I remember games in this time and that it was just them going through the motions. These players weren't going through the motions. And the ones that didn't buy in, the ones that are like, oh, foo-fooed it because they didn't realize what it was going to actually be, you know, come this time, or the ones that just simply didn't put enough effort. Uh, in to make the tournament, and I get guarantee you next year it's going to be even better. I agree. I agree. This was um, this was an experiment, mm-hmm. and it was an experiment that went right. And mm-hmm. they they said, "Oh, okay, uh, whoever you know was in the lab and they concocted this and and said it to Zimmerman and said, oh, okay, we should do this.' Uh, guess what? That guy needs a raise because he just." He just made the league that much more exciting. And I know that they're trying to compete with other sports that are very prominent in America. And this, by far and away, made the middle part of the season something to watch and something to look forward to. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I mean, of course, our boys, the Lakers, you know, they, man, they, they came with it. It seemed like LeBron just said, 
damn it, I'm gonna put my cape on. I normally do this in in April, but <laughs> and, and, and I and I have to sit over and give myself a pat on the back. I oh, told yeah. y'all, I told you that this man was gonna come with it. That he was gonna sit over here and go berserk, and he was gonna ensure that they win. One because this man thinks about legacy. Mm. And we all know he's never going to be able to match Michael Jordan in terms of number of rings, but we all know that he's of the same ilk in terms of quality of player, in terms of what the history is going to be. And so adding, being the very first champion, the very first MVP of this tournament, this will go down in history. 50 years from now, they'll still be talking about LeBron and the Lakers winning this inaugural. Yes, uh, it'll be just a little blurp when they start talking about the history of the tournament. And who was the first one to win? You know, trivia, riddle me this. Oh, yeah, it was LeBron James, and he was the MVP, and he had these amount of stats, and he had four and four of three-pointers in this game, shot 60%, 63%, I think, from three Mm -hmm. in all the tournament Mm -hmm. games. I mean, First of all, we all know he ain't a three-point shooter, so I mean, whoa, good whoa, Lord. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the man went off. He went off, and, and it was exciting to see. But you know what was also exciting to see is AD having that quintessential monster game in a in a final championship game that usually we still see him wilt actually exploded for a 40-20 game. You love to see it. He he played with passion. You know, he still got nicked up. You know, I was a little bit sideways watching it without falling down and looking (laughs) like he almost got uh, I I digress. You know, I mean, I got to give him his love. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, I've been very critical of Anthony Davis and and rightfully so because Mm -hmm. he, he is he is great enough to where um, when he doesn't perform, you know, he deserves a level of criticism. But and, and conversely, he 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 showed his his medal. He showed his, his in the championship game. I mean, forty and twenty, and and I don't think he might have had four blocks. I mean, mm-hmm. come on. I mean, defensively, he w- he knocked it out of the park. Offensively, he came with it. He was aggressive for the vast majority of the game. And then again, with those rebounds, he was playing like a big dog. Mm-hmm. You know, an- another player that, that, that really stepped up today, especially in the first half, um, I would say I'm proud of him, is Austin. Yeah, Austin, play, Austin played a hell of a game. Man. Hillbilly what, Kobe. <laughs> Hillbilly Kobe. <laughs> Love that dude. What did he finish up with? 24, 26 I think, points? Yeah, it might, yeah, it was something around there. Yeah. 24, 26. But, but he had 20 in the first half. And, and you think, okay, well, he didn't show up in the second half because the vast majority of his points were, were in the first half. But what he did is he was able to keep the Lakers ahead of the Pacers, even when they sat over here and made those drives to, to get close and, to, and could possibly overtake the Lakers, he was always that 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 link that sat over and kept them ahead. He he hit the right shots. He, yes. he was a very aggressive going to the hole. Um, he's a great piece that the Lakers are found. The overarching theme, see, when I watched the game, I thought to myself, okay, the Lakers uh, have they they came and they focused and they played their brand of basketball and it overtook the fast pace. Um, you know, Halliburton style that has taken out two eventual possible uh, finals uh, entry mm-hmm. pe- players. I mean, they they took out Boston. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. took out Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Like, they did that. Mm-hmm. And that was Without no easy a task. shadow of a doubt. Mm-hmm. It was not an easy task. But what I say is that the Lakers' brand of basketball was on display in this. And then it makes me think, like, future forecasting, 
it was this enough to say that they will be able to do it when it really counts in the real dance? I don't know. I'm not I'm I'm not really a hundred percent sold on it, but I would say the league has been, let's say, zigging from the 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 residue of Golden State and you know three versatile big men and three three and D and just three 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 threes all day. Where I think that the most thing, the most efficient thing that a team can do now to be effective, and I think that the league is adjusting to this, and the Lakers should adjust to this. Is you need to be a team that says we need to score, and if our most, if our strength and our most efficient way of scoring is you know, free throw lines and in, then let us be that team that scores that way and we defend the three. And that's why they won the game. They trapped Halliburton. Mm -hmm. They got out on the three-point line with all of our size and our athleticism. And then they just said, Anthony Davis, go to work. Everybody else, you fill in, you score, and put pressure on them on the inner part of the of the rim. We didn't... I think we might have made one or two threes in the entire game, but we didn't shoot a lot of threes. And that is a formula of success for the Lakers. I hope that they take this lesson. And because to me, that's the formula that they need to keep. That's the only way that they can get to the championship. I don't know if I believe that they will do it, though. Do you? Well, what I saw and what I was most impressed with was the diversity of play, of style of play that they did from game to game. Because you got to remember in the game previous to this against the Pelicans, shit, LeBron hit three, three pointers yeah, in a row. Off. So, so the team, um, played three point game, three point ball in that previous game. But knowing that they had the advantage inside that the, that the Pacers weren't big enough to compete with them inside, they literally Stop shooting threes and they only went inside. And when you can do both, and I think that's what's kind of been lost in the, in the NBA, uh, since Curry. Yeah. It, adjustments, you know, uh, adjustments and being able to, to play the style that's going to defeat their opponent. Yeah. Not just the style that they have. And I believe we, we see Golden State running to that challenge now. We saw the, the Pacers run to that challenge today. I was telling when watching the game is that when, when the three, when you're a three point, shooting team and the threes are hitting like they were for them against the Bucks, mm-hmm. then it's absolutely yeah. lights out. It's Good night, be- Irene. Correct. Yeah. But when you are not a special three-point shooting team like Golden State is, um, you know, with Curry and, and, and with that whole ensemble around them, when you're not that prolific at shooting threes, when you're just a good three-point shooting team, not a great three-point shooting team, what happens is, is you can have nights like they had today where that three-point Three point shot just wasn't falling as um, as frequently as frequently. Yes, as and, it I, and I, I give I give credit to the Lakers defense because the Lakers, just like you know some of the other teams that we've seen, uh, whether you're talking about uh, OKC or Orlando, they just have size at the flex positions, at the small forward, mm-hmm. at the guard. So when you have guys that are six seven, six five, six eight, six nine, that can go out and flex out to the three-point line, and whether we're talking about traps or just pressuring, then it makes it difficult when you don't have all these wide-open threes in your, and I'm pressuring you. So now you can't just run down and you're going to beat me with pace in transition and then kick out to a wide-open three because we're there and we give effort to that defense. This is almost like great for coaches all around. It was like, hey, kids, look at look at what these guys did. They just said, 
I'm going to pressure the three and then I'm going to punish them on the interior. And that can win. They, you know, maybe people haven't seen victories happen like that. Styles make fights. And so one of the thing is when when playing the Pacers is if you're shooting long shots, you have long rebounds, which allows them to push the pace. Yeah. When they were, when the Lakers were hammering and getting the the ball down um, into the key. Yes. Then you you had short rebounds or they were just making the layup. So what it was reducing the amount of fouls breaks that they have. This is the highest scoring, one of the highest scoring teams in the league right now. And they were held far below their, their, their game average because of that and like you said trapping Halliburton and it's been known that Halliburton can have some challenges with larger guards yes remember uh Dane is a smaller guard so whenever he's playing smaller guards he He, can eat them up he eats them up and when they're jacking up jump shots instead of getting and getting layups then allows for the fast break and they can sit over and play much faster so the Lakers just by how they played on offense slowed their offense down uh, by being able, by not being able to sit over here. Oh and man, look at you. So, so you, you, you're a fellow scout too. Then I, I see. I, well, <laughs> I'm a fellow. I'm a, I'm a previous player. So uh, I do understand the game well, yeah. in its most intricacies. Um, you but, did play in college. So I, 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 I I'll give you that. Thank bar. you very much. I'll Thank give you, you very that much. Bar. Okay. So, but, but I, but with all that being said, I will say this: a star has been born. And Halliburton is somebody special. We've talked about him on this show and highlighted him before. But um, really what I see from him is a Magic Johnson-like effect mm, for that team. Effect. Not that his game is is exactly like Magic, but his enthusiasm, his unbridled energy that he brings and that he looks to sit over here yes. and get his teammates um, uh, in the best possible position on the offensive side of the that. court. I saw him um, not take open shots to sit over here and give a, a teammate a better shot. And, and um, that's infectious. The team wants to rally around him. The team yes. wants to run and wants to fight with him, even after a bad game like he had in the championship. And I do think a little bit of that had to do with him hearing his name synonymous with the NBA and with this tournament and with – you know, uh, that, that next crop of stars. All I heard for the last two days was the name Halliburton. And yes. sometimes I can sit over here and maybe, um, divert your, your, your focus and your attention a little bit. Maybe you're filling yourself a little bit because he came out, um, jacking up stuff that didn't look like his normal self. Now, again, but the I, Lakers played a good, a good defensive game did. plan. Um, but I think still believe a star is born. I, and I'll give you credit to the point of you saying that a star is born, but I, I, I'll give him credit, I should say. I'll give him credit. You know, he did not have the game that he had previously against uh, Milwaukee, but the man still had 20 points, 11 assists on three turnovers. He just, the previous game he had, what is it, like 27, 27 15. 15 with no turnovers. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he may have had to jack up a couple of more shots to get that 20, mm-hmm. but and and maybe he threw in five or six rebounds in there. I have to check the stat sheet again, but that is not rock a, solid a, game. A, a, that's a that's a more than solid game. Mm-hmm. It's just it wasn't otherworldly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so he what he ran into is LeBron James said, "I'm gonna throw on my cat my cape, and then <laughs> guess what? I'm gonna go put a little juice in my man AD." And AD said, "Oh, okay." 
this is my time to shine. And he decided to do that. And then their energy, the collective energy of the team overtook them because they had the right scheme. But he had a good game. It's just, you know, I think what what we saw was is that because he didn't have an, an otherworldly game, it was guys like Buddy Hill who kind of had a bad game. Mm-hmm. It was kind of got, you know, like Turner had a had a decent game, mm-hmm. but you know he foul trouble. Yeah, you know, and Brown, Brown who who when he was with Denver always hurt the Lakers. He did he kind of had a pedestrian game. Turner so, had an all right game. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's just the other guys that would normally hit those threes. The minute that we took that away, they didn't have a pivot. Right. And that's what got exposed. That's what got exposed. And, and I still think they could be maybe one player away. But but I do believe that this is a team that keeping its nucleus is going to be going places. Um, if not this season, then in, in, the, in the seasons uh, coming up. Yeah. You know, really the big question about this season between the two teams, is this a – a premonition, a, a forecast for what the Lakers can do in the actual playoffs. Um, that's really the big question for me. Yeah, that can was, they that's do what it I was in, feeling. in a seven-game series? Right. Or are they a team that's really built because of the age of their superstars and what have you, that they need these one-off games where they can give it everything they got yeah. just, to, just to win it? Can they grind out uh, several seven-game series in a row You're to, right. get, to win a championship? And, you know, and, and I will always say this, just like, you know, last week I called uh, – AD is shrinking violet and, 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 you know, you slap me on the head, you know, you know, I, I probably, you know, I probably, he probably, he's probably still mad at me saying that if he heard it. But the, listen, the reality is, is this, he, his, the test for him in particular on this team simply is, can you do this against Jokic? Can you perform this way against him? Can you do this against Embiid? Can you perform this way when guys are physically have the girth and height that's equal or superior to you? And can you be so determined to say, I'm going to go inside and I'm going to be the one to eliminate the second chance points and get the extra rebound and go in there and dunk it with aggression? Can you be that guy? And to this point, I would say he has not proven that. And that is still the truth. So as great as he looked and, and, he did. He looked great. The jury is still out on whether or not he can do that when it matters most. And in a seven-game series, guess what, buddy? You're going to run into the Joker. And you're, uh, but not just you're going to run into the Joker, but you're going to have to have a game like this multiple times. Yeah, you're going to have to do it at least three for them to get there. Yeah. But, but, but let me just piggyback off of what you were just saying. The, the shrinking violet, part of what we talked about is he's a bully. He plays big. When he's playing against smaller players, mm-hmm. players that are smaller, slighter, lighter in the behind than he is. Now, when he has to play against those big boys, when he has to play against the people that are as big as him, that weigh as much, if not more than him, is when that, that violet shrinks. The shrinking violet. <laughs> so, yes. so, so it's going to be interesting to see if he can carry this momentum, carry him walking yes. around, making the this big attitude. ugly faces and I'm big and tough. Yes. Hey. And I loved all that. I loved it. I was like thumping my chest with him, mm-hmm. all, and I mean mugged with him. I'm, I'm saying let's, but, let's let's go do it again. Because but I'm guess like, what? when yeah, we play no kids, go do it again. When we sit over here and, and play Philly, when we play these 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 better teams um, and, and these teams with these with these bigger players, he's you going to hear my mouth if he don't sit over here and have the same. Yes. Uh, if he doesn't do that against mm-hmm. them. 
then we're going to have a problem. Yeah. I'm going to be right back on his yeah. behind. Yeah, no, I'm going to be with my Tupac voice. <laughs> thug life, baby. baby. Or I'm going to be like, thug life. So, Not. <laughs> so so let's talk about some, some, some disappointments um, from the tournament. Yeah. And one, I think one some. of the biggest disappointments that we saw was, was, was not in, 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 in overall play, but was in the play of individuals. And one of the, the biggest individuals that was probably the biggest disappointment across the NBA, everybody felt this. And, and a narrative has now been created around him, is Zion. Mm-hmm. Not being in shape. Not, not get, getting his, his body in the proper playing, playing weight. I mean, this man's walking around here like almost 300 pounds. He's looking, he's looking like Charles Barkley, but Charles Barkley. Um, Charles Barkley didn't even play at 285. I, Charles yeah, Barkley yeah, didn't yeah, even yeah, play at 285. Charles Barkley's, uh, you know, I think, what is Zion like? Maybe 6'8 or 6'? No, I think he's like 6'6 six, six at oh, most. Maybe so they six, were the same five. height. Okay. Yeah. So. Okay, but I, you know what, I, I won't even get on the weight part because I think that that the, the, the accuracy of what the professionals, the Hall of Famers, have said about that is true. But it was the attitude. It was mm-hmm. you expected him to understand the moment and realize that this was his proverbial coming out party. Uh, Charles Barkley called it the biggest game of his career, but I think that most basketball fans agreed, mm-hmm. and they said when we look at that team, oh. They were supposed to really scare the Lakers, mm-hmm. and what not lose did, by forty. Yeah, not lose by forty. Not not say, oh, I'm going to just blindly try to batter ram LeBron James <laughs> and take three charges, mm-hmm. and then turn into a cloud of dust mm-hmm. because he had no pivot from that. So mm-hmm. I don't know if you blame the coaches. I don't know if you blame him. What, what I blame, I, I don't is, know. What, what I believe is, is greatness is not based off of physical attributes. It's not based off of skill. Greatness comes from within. Very true. Every great player we've ever seen. We're talking about um, Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, uh, obviously Michael Jordan, Kobe, LeBron. Mm-hmm. These individuals have something great in them. They have a, a, a sense of motivation. In that- the moment. They have a sense of moment. They understand this is the time to right, execute on we, that. But, but that takes place to execute on that? It takes place because of everything that you did before getting to that moment. Very true. I'm not quite sure he has the self-discipline, the grit, or again, that um, greatness gene in him to put in the work and do the necessary things before getting to that moment so he can produce in that moment. Mm. He realized that moment was too big for him. He was getting burnt on plays and not running back to sit over here and try to get him, just letting him go right past yeah, him yeah. again. Not working on his game to develop some type of move to go to the left, only going to the right. You play against a sharp older player like LeBron, who's seen a million of him. Yeah. He knows he can just beat him to the spot or going to yeah. the right, and he's going to be able to he get put those a, charges. He put a master class on him. Yes. And you know what? I also want to say this, too. Um, back in, let's say, what we often find is like the Camelot era uh, of of <laughs> basketball, you know, the 80s, even though they were not, let's say, as athletic as these guys are today and as gifted as these guys are today. But there was a such a foundation and understanding of the fundamentals of basketball. And, you know, that because they weren't getting paid 
to the level that these guys are now. There was a genuine hunger and a starvation. I need to do this to to feed my family kind of mentality with mm-hmm. those guys. And that created the grit that we have all kind of like associated with like the winners, mm-hmm. the, the guys who've done it. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like because he's gotten so much money and it's not just Zion. It, this goes across the board. Mm-hmm. I thought Brandon Ingram really disappointed, even though Brandon Ingram generally he's always been angry and wanted to take it out on because the Lakers of the trade. because of the trade. Mm-hmm. But he sh- kind of he 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 succumbed to the moment. I just I don't see that grit and that that hunger because it's like he's made such a ridiculous amount of or was given such a ridiculous contract that. Maybe he already feels as though he's arrived. It could, it could be this false narrative that goes on in his mind. Irregardless, you know, I'm not to overly psychoanalyze him, but if, if it's that what I'm saying or if it's something else, he doesn't have that, you know, that eye of the tiger, that, you know, that rocket. Well, he analogy. didn't in that game. And I think we've seen it enough. We saw it in the previous game before that when, when, when they beat, uh, when they beat the Bucks. Where he did play like an absolute, but the monster. eye is a consistency thing, right? It's like mm-hmm. you—that cauldron is supposed to always burn. That's mm-hmm. supposed to be if we're in practice and nobody's looking, I, I'm gonna eat you up. But I think I think it just shows he's still a cub. He's still a uh, baby bear. He's not—he's not, he's not a full-grown is. grizzly yet. He's still yeah, a baby yeah. bear, and he ran up against um, grizzlies. Uh, uh, yes, you know, and, and so I—I I, I hope that that Zion can find a way. I, I hope this maybe was a wake up call to him that when I you have so consistently across the board the same exact criticism, everybody saw what he was lacking and everybody spoke on it. I hope he doesn't brush it off like he's brushed off um, yeah. everything else and sit over there and look within, look to his own self in the mirror to make some changes because this is a team that can make some noise. This is, they're just like the Pacers. Yes. This is a team that's up and coming that should be ascending, but I can guarantee you this. It is all directly attributed to where Zion can take them. Yeah. And I don't care if you want to have fried chicken and biscuits three <laughs> times a day, every day. Okay. Go ahead and be 330 pounds. But just when it comes time to play, have that fire. Right. Just, just go ahead and say, I'm about to boobop everybody. No doubt. And then if you don't do that, then it's like, come on, bro. Come on. No doubt. Nah. You, you doing a disservice to yourself in the city of New Orleans. Well, let's talk about another team that, um, that I think we can both say underperformed. Um, and, and, and this is a team that came into the season with, uh, so much expectations on them because of the additions that were made to the team. And when you have a player like Dame, who was added to the Bucks roster mm. to, to partner with, um, the, the Greek freak, with yes, the Greek yes. freak, um, we expected this team to be on a championship level. And I don't think that they're far out of those realm, out of that realm no. of being able to look at as a, as a true uh, championship contender. But I, I will tell you something's missing. You know, after the game, the, the players had a brouhaha mm, and it wasn't they? quite a, 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 a players only meeting, but some players stood up in, the, in after the game in the locker room and kind of um, expressed their frustrations in a, in a very um, um, matter of fact and, um, 
an upset way. Yeah, uh, they did. That, that it's time for them to sit over here and play to the level, to the caliber. And they weren't talking about a lack of skill or a lack of um, scheme or what have you. It was more about the lack of effort, a, a lack of being dialed yeah, in. Yeah, well, and, you know, uh, Giannis said it. You know, he was lack of organization from his perspective. Um, I do uh, agree that it, you know, not from a locker room experience standpoint, but from a, a an unusual to hear that, you know, that these reports were leaked because, you know, with great teams, you don't ever hear that that stuff got leaked, not traditionally. So I thought it was a little disappointing and a bit of a disservice to their head coach to put him on front street that in that way. But I understand it. You know, the thing about Milwaukee and when they won the championship and what was part of their formula was that they were defensively efficient. They they were they were a top defensive team with, with Holiday and Holiday being swapped out for Dame. Um, you have to just re- understand the reality. Holiday is three or maybe four inches taller than Dame, and he pressures he could score he does obviously he's not as a prolific of a score as dame is but he could really genuinely get after whatever point guard that you or shooting guard that you put out there and that sets the table when you have a guy like that and then everybody else can come around and that allows the freedom for you know Giannis to roam and block shots and that allows them to be organized well guess what you swapped out that component for a guy who might go nuclear and get 50 in a game, but he's not that guy. He's, he's, he's not, not that guy defensively. Now you gotta remember, Dane, Dane has literally won them three or four games Correct. in this young season. Correct. So, so, so who do you blame in that? In, in this well, sense? what we have to do is one, uh, the front office can't be done. There obviously needs, if you take a, a, a big time defender out and you move in a score that doesn't have the same defensive prowess. Well, that's not enough. You have to add a, or find another defensive champion to add into this mix to yes. be able to have a net finished product that's greater than what you changed yes. at the beginning of the season. Yes. So I, I they, they roll done. themselves out like they're the Beatles and they just say, look, me and Dame should be scary enough and we're efficient enough to where we should just be able to roll out there and, and he, we both drop 30 and you guys fall. And for the most part, that's what's happened this year. But when, when they they've run, won, when they've won, but when they've lost, like the Pacers did, they just said, damn that. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to force you into having to find a way to stop us. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and when any team puts them in that position, it's going to be a long fall. night for him. This is why I said, you know, I think even if it was last week or the week before, I said, you know what, I'm not really concerned about them being a genuine threat this year because I think that they'll figure that out, but I don't think they're going to figure that out this year, especially with a new coach. I actually think that it's Boston, and the only real threat to me is Philly, and that's why I said that, because of what we saw. Well, Again, this is a long season like we talked about. So things can get worked out. Yeah. We still have some time before the trade deadline. Yeah, because I can still be wrong as is is a because a a defender is really at the end of the day somebody that's willing to lay it all on the line Mm -hmm. and bring maximum effort. 
and, and just understands the fundamentals of playing defense uh, from the guard or from the small forward uh, position. Yeah. To sit over here and, and significantly make a, 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 an improvement on this team. So, again, I don't think all is lost for this season. I still nah. think that they are they are trying to to make this Rubik's cube all match up yeah, to, yeah. To, to to be clean. Yeah, uh, it's not there yet. I still have a whole lot of um, excitement about this team. I just hope that they are actively looking to to make some other changes other than just sitting over hoping and wishing that we're going to outscore people or that all magically we're going to get better defensively. There's a missing defensive component on this team that mm-hmm. what Drew Holiday represented that has to be replaced Yes, um, to sit over here and get them over the hump. And, and, you know, I guess the flip side of that is what I heard, you know, what we all heard from, uh, you know, the, the, the Hall of Famers, from, from Shaq and from uh, Charles Barkley, sure. mm-hmm. you know, the the pick and rolls that they run, um, I think sixty percent of the pick and rolls that they run are between uh, their center and Dame. They don't they don't make you die by the Giannis and Dame pick and roll. But there's game. a reason for that. Giannis never played that game, so he had he has to get better. At the pick and roll situation for uh, that to become effective because he's never done it before. Right. He's always been the person that catches that at the wing, wing and then or in the post and sits over his one on one. And I'm over so, here and try to monkey dunk on you. Correct. So his, yeah, his pick happen. and roll game yeah. is just simply not strong. Yeah. So that's up to coaching to sit yeah, over here yeah, yeah. continuously working with him. That's what Dane spending more time after practice and then working that and him getting comfortable with the, 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 the four directions you can roll. From a, from a pick from either side to, to, to get him open to where he can get that isolated one on one that he wants. He doesn't understand that that pick and roll can can be a, a conduit to that. Yeah, I feel you. All right, I think we've beat that one. I mean, but, well, we we have we beat this whole tournament. It's been exciting. Yeah. It's been fired up. And so b- before we transition away from the tournament, you tell me: uh, Are there any last words about the tournament, or any last thoughts that you, you know, want to express? Uh, the I, I, only last words. I mean, you know, obviously, what I said before about all the greatness of it. I definitely am just. I'm proud of the the potential championship medal that the Lakers put forth. I think that they it could be a precursor, and I have been down on them this year, and I really just think that they showed. Okay, maybe I've gotten everybody on the same page, and it'll be very interesting to see if they can translate this into the regular season and if this was like almost like a, a trial run, like is this a, is this a precursor to what we now know we need to do? Or was it just, Oh, we just wanted that $500,000 and then we got that. And and now we're going to go ahead and get boobop by all the other teams in the West moving forward. It'll be very interesting to see, but you know, regardless the tournament should be here to stay and kudos. I, I think success begets success. So I don't think they're going to take a step back. I think this is actually going to galvanize and push them forward. And, and, and ones that, that maybe were questioning, do, do we have enough here on this particular team? Does, can this team do it? I think what, what it did most of all is gave the team collectively the belief 
mm. that them playing together, I hope so. them being led by their two leaders, uh, that they can win and win at the very highest levels in the NBA. Um, and so the, my last thing is I'm just excited about next year because, you know, obviously yeah. this was the inaugural tournament. So there are going to be some tweaks. There are going to be some changes. And most importantly, there are going to be some improvements to the, to the product to make it even better next year. So yes. super excited about that. Yes, I feel you. And, and, and so speaking on, on improvements on a product, um, we have a team that I want to talk to you about that um, they, they've not quite lived up to what many people thought they would be or could become oh, because of I their, think I need to take a sip on this because of, the, of their best player. Okay. And, and, and that's the Dallas Mavericks and Luca. Um, they've been playing well. Luca's been playing absolutely lights out. Unfortunately, Kyrie, uh, hurt an ankle. Uh, if I'm oh, not man, mistaken, Mr. Always hurt. I know. No, no. I mean, this was a legitimate. Somebody fell on oh, his okay. ankle. Somebody fell on his ankle and he's going to be out for a little bit. But, but Luca's been playing as he, out Almost of always mind. does. He's been playing out, out yeah, of his mind. He really has. And he always does. And, and, and what I really love about that team is that last year, kind of like what the Bucks are going through this year, they're figuring out how to take two dynamic players that are not used to playing with each other, not used to playing with a, a another player that's as dynamic as them, and trying to figure out how that was going to mesh together. Yeah, and, that's true. and you know, like you said, it might take the Bucks till next year. Well, it took the Mavs all of last year, or, or the majority. Yeah, that of was last an embarrassing year, year for them. I think to doubt. get them serious, mm-hmm. or I, it just it should take things take time. Yeah. And so you know, it it took some time for them to figure each other out, and, and, and now it's working this year. And uh, this, from any year, I think in in the past five years, I think this is an actual team that can go deep into the playoffs and could possibly okay. su- surprise so, a team like this. And that is the million dollar question mm-hmm. there. So I think yes. Uh, Luca has been playing out of his mind. I mean, look, he had a triple double in the first half against the last team he played. Look, and and but Luca has always put up these stupid numbers. Mm-hmm. He, you know, low key, uh, he he might be my favorite player in the league. You know, even being a Laker fan, like I, that's how much I like his game and and his swag, if you I'll, will. I'll take your Lakers stripes saying it. Uh, no, 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 but I'm gonna root against him every time he plays us. <laughs> you know, but but I like. Luca just got, you know, I like him. And then I like his little smirks when people mm. talk smack to him. And he's like, oh, okay. Well, let I, me drop this for like, you. You're just mad because I'm eating you up. Yeah, you just mad. Yeah. It feels very uh, Larry Bird-esque. Oh, very much so. Uh, which I, I've, I've come to love, even though when I was youngster, I hated Larry Bird. But I digress. <laughs> the point is, is that, okay, is it more of the same? Because he's done this, you know, dog and pony show a couple times over for a couple years now. Yeah, he's got new, uh, uh, let's say, um, supporting cast. And yeah, he's got that. And Irving is there and Irving and his sometimes hurt, sometimes not hurt. Same thing with Hardaway. Hardaway just came back. Irving goes down. But I, I think they're playing with a different effort level mm-hmm. uh got to give a little bit of love to jason kidd because i see that they're playing with a little bit more uh let's say grit i don't think you. i don't think that comes from jason kidd i think that comes from Kyrie because we have to remember Kyrie really? has been there Kyrie, you think it's Kyrie? Kyrie is Kyrie has told him or expressed to them what it 
takes to win a championship. You you, you got to be there to, to to really understand it. And, and Kyrie has hmm. won a championship, obviously, with LeBron back in, in the Cavs and can bring that championship experience. Again, you think they're embracing it now? I, I unequivocally think they embrace it. I think there was some... Um, some hesitancy about Kyrie last year. You know, obviously he didn't come in there with the greatest reputation okay. after w- what took place in Brooklyn. And, and so you come in there, they realize that he is a professional, that not that he's not just good, but that he's a professional. He's dedicated to his craft and that he's not selfish and he's not all these things that the media has tried to paint him to be. And then they can embrace him. They can wrap their arms around him and Luka can believe in him. A little bit more than Correct, they did before. to where they can sit over yeah, here. Yeah, because last year, Luca was like, oh, okay, you brought this dude in. He's supposed to be the closer. <laughs> well, go on and give it to him then. Right. All right. Go, oh, we still lost? I told you. Right. Correct. <laughs> it, it was a I told you so type of yeah. deal. And, and I think that, they, that, that they've that they grown to respect each other's game, and I think they believe in what they can do together. Well, okay, all that good kumbaya, good warm and cozy feelings. <laughs> does that mean that you think that they are real threats now, or are they just like an honorable mention and you still going to get booba? I unequivocally think they are a threat. I unequivocally think that they are a threat um, to not just go deep, but remember, you know. Don't they, tell me you're going to say they're going to win the whole thing. I say they have the a chance to. I, <laughs> I would not be putting money behind them. I would not be making okay. a bold statement. Well, there goes the real thing. Yeah. No, no. I know if you're not going to put $5 down, then oh. No, 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 no. no. Not, but, but I would put $5 down that they have a, a good chance. I think the math, um, if, if you did the math on it, that their, their probability, uh, their probability percentage would, would be right there. Would, would be one of the highest in the West. So yeah, I, I mean, good about we, with all the parody and we've talked about parody and parody, parody, you know what? Uh, I, I can't, I can't argue with it because they could, they really could, uh, you know, just like the teams that I'm, I'm not in love with. I'm not really in love with them. I'm not in love with the Clippers. I mean, you know, I think you've already heard us or both of us are high on OKC. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, where both of us are obviously as Laker fans, we're high on them, but they're all in that same mix. But, 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 but you know who I am high on, who I would be willing to bet on. And I don't know what it is because they don't have any of that championship experience on them, but I believe that they have a team, uh, a, a, a nucleus that 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 is just the real deal. And I believe this is the up and coming team, and that's the Minnesota Timberwolves. I think what? I think this is the team. Shut the that, front that door. I would be willing to put money on. And, and, and let me get, just give you a prime example of why. You know, usually if the Lakers lose lose LeBron. For a week. Oh, we're done though. If they play three games. Oh man. They're going to lose two, if not three of them. Yo, Write it down, yeah, take a picture. Write it you down. saw when LeBron goes out of, out of the game for a couple of minutes. Yeah. I'm already screaming at <laughs> Darvin. Uh, I'm going to say like a parent. Darvin, if you don't bring LeBron James back in this game. Oh game. man. <laughs> but you know, this past week, um, uh, Ant-Man was out of the game and they won two of those three games. And this is a team that, that, without their their best player, can still galvanize, can still rally around, can still be dialed in and focused and do what needs to be done to win games. And Mm. that shows me a lot. That shows me that they have institutional grit. 
So not with just one or two Uh-oh, players, that sounds but across the board. Like, that almost sounds like, oh, did, and for <laughs> premium, if you buy the premium, yeah. institutional grit the is institutional what you will receive. Grit. Okay. And, you know, I, I think that's going to be the team. So super excited about them. Um, again, I, I think the, the, the Mavs have an outside chance to, to, to press Denver. You know, the reality is, is that, um, who I'm concerned with, though, is um, is, is the Sixers. The Sixers have lost six out of ten games, so they're on a down streak after starting and looking so good early on in the season. They did. Now, now the they one did. thing that is a saving grace for them is is that they have they're one of only two teams in the entire league that hasn't lost to a sub 500 team. So they're not losing to teams that they should not lose to. Okay. But what it's showing me when they lose 6 out of 10 is that there's a ceiling there. And great teams, teams that are going to win a championship don't go on two week 6 out of 10 um losing losing stretches that that just doesn't happen that means that there's something missing there and i don't believe that there's any championship grit championship understanding in that locker room when you're losing six out of ten and i know there have been some injuries and what have you okay so then 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 that's what i was going to touch on is the injury so you know um, I think their early returns were that they were all healthy, you know, when they made the trade and, you know, they got guys. So when guys like Nicholas Batum are, are gone for a period of time, um, you know, they've had two or three small forwards that are part of their regular bench rotation that have not really been there. And so it's kind of like what I saw, what we saw with the Lakers. And, and even though I agree, it, it, it we're prisoners of the moment when you start seeing these games and it's like it's you're depending on Maxi and you're depending on Joel Embiid and Harris to deliver it all but they do need to rest some point at some time in the game and they don't have enough firepower to overcome but when I would say with them at full strength they've looked like they can whoop somebody's ass mm-hmm. and so I just still think that they're going through this pain right now, but they've had two or three of their small fours that have now just come back, and you're not depending upon Marcus Morris or or any of them other guys to you know provide that backup punch. Now, are they top heavy? They are top heavy, heavy as a mofo. Mm-hmm. They are super top heavy. So, mm-hmm. Joel Embiid, do not get hurt, sir. I mean, uh, Maxi. Uh, do not get hurt. But that's why I talked about Minnesota first. Minnesota can lose their top guy, and they still yeah, have enough yeah. there to win. They have uh, ancillary players getting hurt. Yeah. And, and now, mind you, it's more than one. They're having a couple of them hurt at a time, but they can't. They can't. They can't overcome it. They or they can't beat the good teams. They can still beat the boo boo teams. They can't beat the 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 the, the good teams. The the I feel the, the upper shelf teams. Well, when you but but I try to put it in the context of a seven game series, you know, provided that they have all of their uh their all the semblance of their talent in one unit. Mm-hmm. And you're talking about a four game series where I can just lock in and look at your scheme and focus in on how you play basketball, I still think that Philly is right up there with Boston. Boston is in terms of a threat. Boston 
I already say is going to be in the finals. Period. I think that I foregone conclusion. G Domus, so aka put money G on Money. That. I will put money on the Celtics are going to be in the. Finals. I would put money on the field. I don't. I don't. I'm not saying that the Celtics can't, but I I, I do believe the Celtics are vulnerable, and the and the Pacers have demonstrated that. The Pacers got in that behind in the tournament. They did. And, 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 and one of those very high pressure, the eyes are all on you moment. And if the Celtics were who we think they are, I don't think they would have lost that game. Well, I, and I'll say, so the, to, uh, allow me <laughs> to retort. Please. Because what I would also say is, I think that Boston also said, you know, Vegas is a is a LA crowd. I may just not care that much about winning this and winning that five hundred thousand dollars. I more or less am concerned about maybe we stay home because I'm not I'm not saying I'm trying to lose the game, but I'm not treating it with the same level of emphasis because I for me that's a whole trip across the country to go to Vegas for one or two games and come back. Maybe I just want to get in my own bed and, and, and chill out. Well, then they don't have a heart of a champion. Well, well, maybe they don't. And I hope that that is true in the finals when the quote unquote, my star dream of scenario, the Lakers meet them. <laughs> but it doesn't mean that they ain't the most talented team in the East. They are the most, most talented, talented unequivocally. Right and now, they, take a picture, and yes. they should boo bop. And if they don't boo bop, Lord help them. If they do not, you know, you know, if they don't ghost ka, pock the ka, they don't, they, <laughs> they don't, we at the ba, you right. know, we don't, we the Boston Celtics, damn it. You know, you're supposed to have all of those people at the bar going crazy. And if you don't do that and bring them, bring it home, at least to the finals, shame on you because you did everything. The, the the GM did everything. He said, here you guys go. Literally. He did. Oh, my God. He, he, he definitely did. So, you know, that, that brought me to, I still believe that the Celtics and, and the Nuggets on face value, on paper, mm. are, are the, 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 the creme de la creme of, mm. the, of the NBA right now. Um, but I do believe both teams are vulnerable. And if these teams don't have a sense of urgency, if they don't fight um, like they haven't been there before, I think there's some teams that haven't been there before that want to get there are going to sit over and punch them smooth in the nose. Mm. And it's just like what Mike Tyson says, what happens when they sock you in the mouth? What happens when you get punched in the yeah, mouth? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you react? <laughs> yeah, it's a different plan. Correct. Yeah. It's a different plan. And so if these teams aren't prepared for that battle, and the Celtics, I just don't know where they prepared for when the Pacers punched them in the mouth. Mm. Well, I'll say this. I I, I, I agree with you. Uh, that, that will be interesting. Looping it back to your original point about Philly, I just think of the others, the field, that Philly has enough anger and enough talent on their team and the anger by losing to that same team, the Boston Celtics, that I think that they will make it a real uh, fight. They'll make it a genuine bona fide fight to win that. And I don't think that there's another team. I just don't see it with any other team 
that will have that in a seven-game series, which is why I'm not as concerned about these struggles that they're having right now. You know, as we go on and finish this one off, I just really want to say, you know, speaking on the tournament for one last time, and, you know, we'll move on for the rest of the season. But I do believe the energy that we saw, the excitement, the pageantry that we saw on television out there in Las Vegas, I think that was a wake-up call for the entire league. I think mm. everybody's sitting on their, uh, on their couches thinking about, wow, mm. we had an opportunity. Can't to go be back there. to Rudy Poot basketball. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, I, I think all of them have a renewed vigor and a renewed hunger of getting to that playoff. So I think this j- just doesn't do what it was asked to do. I think they found a greater motivation overall for the second half of the season mm. because of the excitement and the energy and the and the chatter uh, across media about this. I think that everybody's saying, oh, man, I, I want to be in that mix. And I think we're going to have a greater NBA you. season uh, every year after the tournament because mm-hmm. – all the teams that missed out on that are saying, well, we got another shot to get up in that into the playoffs. Yep. So super duper duper excited. I think this was a, a, a perfect um, mind trick. <laughs> this tournament is going to play a, a phenomenal mind trick on the overall league to just heighten the level of desire and urgency to get there. I feel by you. the end of the season. I feel you. OK, so. Now, now, I think, and you know what? I need to pour a little bit you because I, I'm like, you know, no, you say yeah. See, I, I drink this, now, so maybe. I can drink this like fish. You over here, like, Ooh. no, 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 <laughs> sir. I think that I might be in danger later on because I, you know, I've been sipping this like it's water, and I'm like, oh, it this is tasty. Good, it this is good, tasty. Now, hopefully, I'll, I'll let you know in about three hours. Now, would you rather? Would you? Would you not rather have this and scotch? You know. I'm I'm still a Scotch guy, but I'm liquor first. So, <laughs> so I, 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 I just, it's good. It's good to me. The SOP Henny might bring you. Oh over yeah, to yeah. No, no, it, 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 it is tasty though. I'll give it that. It is tasty. <laughs> <laughs> so go to, go go and get us out of here. Anything else you want to say? Yeah. So uh, okay. So before we get out of here, because I know we talked about all this stuff, the tournament, yada, all of it, yada, yada. The thing that I find interesting is I've kind of wanted to talk about when we touched on the Celtics, but then in like on Denver, because what I'm, I've been seeing with Denver is uh, they've been kind of stubbing their toe a little bit. Um, I really look at, let's say, the past few champions that have gone on to win three peats, you know, the Lakers, uh, Lakers won the back to back. I mean, I can say Lakers, 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 Lakers all day. But, you know, they're an example of that. But we've also seen that with the Bulls. Mm-hmm. Um, this is interesting to me to where I'm seeing Denver is now having a problem in their repeat year. Mm-hmm. They aren't coming with that same fire and that vigor and that energy. And this looks like they're having like playoff fatigue. Do you agree with that? that- what the team reminds you of, you remember when the Mavericks won it years ago when they beat when they beat Brian? Oh, and then they decided to dismantle the whole team. Yeah, not the dismantling, but you know, there have been some teams in the past that um have won one mm. and, and was because it was a good team for that year. Mm. But 
it wasn't a a dynasty. It wasn't a team. Yeah, they, they that just was going to go on, on 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 a run. Yeah, we and, just oh you can and, we and, just and, powered and, up for that one. Right, but let's let's keep everything in perspective. This is still a top three team oh, in yeah. the NBA. Um, I still think that the the Lakers don't have an answer for them. I would agree. I, I just, I just think that they're looking vulnerable. They're looking vulnerable, and if AD plays like he played tonight against them in a game uh, seven, well, you know, but that, but that's yet to be seen. And at the end of the day, is they won partly because they were hungry. Mm. You know, Jokic had won. MVP the two previous years probably should have won it last year and, and he had a chip on his shoulder for not winning it. You know, there were there were a lot of a lot of underlying issues that gave them motivation. When those when when that gets satisfied, mm. when, when, when when you've had your taste of sugar, sugar doesn't get you as, as excited as the thought process. On, on on getting to that sugar. So, so. you do you agree with me then? You, oh, you, you yes. Yeah, you think there there's a little I, chink in the armor I, that right I, now. I, I just think it's a little bit less urgency. And if they don't if they don't reignite that fire under their booty, well, they're susceptible to getting beat. Yeah. They're susceptible to getting beat. So so that's at the end of the day is we have to see, like I said, what this tournament did. Them being able to see the Lakers up there. I think they're a team that might not be susceptible to that. It's like, huh? Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, no, so they're they're, they're using their white coffee, wiping mm-hmm. off of the crumbs from yeah. their from their great dinner, and this whatever. Oh, good and, job, and, Lakers. And if you have that mentality, guess what happens? You are going to get beat. Yeah. So you know the choice is them. Clubber Lang style. To be perfect, <laughs> to be perfectly honest with you, I don't want to see another denver final so no i think most people don't however i will i will say this with a caveat um Jokic is the best player in the league to me uh he do all that it doesn't matter he's effective and he is i don't think i don't think he's guardable and that's the scary thing about him he's not guardable he can hit threes he can hit mid-range He's not a great defender, but he's an okay defender because of he's physically just big. And then, and he can go bang you down low. So what can he not let, do? And he can pass. Let, let, let him score 60 and I, and I, and I double the next best player and right. play everybody else tight well, and let him score 60. Well, then but, what you're going to do? Well, but see, last year, Murray played like my entire life is on the line, mm-hmm. and he played out of his mind. So if you got two of those guys playing to that level. I double Murray, and then what you going to do? Okay. Is you going to wilt me for seven games? You going to score 107 games okay. in a row? Well, here goes nope. the grand experiment. No. Nope. Can they do it again? I don't, I don't know. I, 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 would be, I would bet against them okay. doing it again. Well, me too because of my hate. But my logical brain says, Ooh, well, we're going to see. And like I said, they're still a top three team in the league. They so. are. They are. Right. I think we even maybe now they, they might even be like a little lower, but we're talking about the, they might be six or seven right now, but it doesn't matter because, you know, everybody's a game or two out. So, so what? But it, it, they do look vulnerable right now. So that's why I wanted to bring them up because it's kind of like, it's interesting. It's like, uh, are they, uh, are they, uh, you know, the bees' knees, or are well, they the knees who's, who's playing of on the bees? Christmas? 
Who's playing on Christmas? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know that one. Well, we're going to let everybody know next Lakers, week. Lakers for sure. Lakers for sure. So I, I, I'm very excited to, probably to Lakers, see, Celtics. to see this, this Christmas slate. Mm. You know, when these are island games and, you know, everybody's watching them. I know the NFL has now brought in some games on, on Christmas, but I, I really look forward to see, um, to see what the, the landscape of the NBA is going to be, um, over these next couple of weeks. I feel you. Um, and I'm just fired up about the NBA. I haven't been this excited about the NBA and I mean, in a long about, time, a long yeah, time. yeah. So I'm, I nerd out on it. You know, you you've been somewhat dismissive a couple of seasons. So. I have, but yeah. I, I'm I'm all in with with two feet and you know you waist are. deep, and I'm I can't. I'm proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> so with that being said, yeah, that being said, the room, church, it was great. Hey, we didn't smash it, but we got through half of it. I know. Hennessy VSOP, baby. Hennessy did a great baby. job with Champion this. Champion juice. I, I, I haven't had it in a while, that VSOP Hennessy, and it's still... Ooh. Yeah. Very nice. I'm not converting, but I'm close. Hey, <laughs> I'm going to get them for you. Guys. Oh, man. You do that cone yet. Church on the move. Yes, sir. Appreciate you. Whoop, whoop. See you guys soon. I need you to subscribe. I need you to like. I need you to download. And I need you to see us here next week. All them things he said. <laughs> yes, sir. Ciao.